You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. (laughs) I don't know. We're going to try a few of those out, folks. Welcome to Hump Day's version of Locked On Seminoles. I'm your host, Max. Clearly, the offseason is taking its toll on me. And with me, as always, I've got Drake. Buddy, has the offseason got you down as much as it has me down? Because I think I'm, uh, I think I'm getting a little cabin fever, missing, missing the sports. Oh, thankfully, I guess it's not hitting me as hard as you right now because, you know, I have, I like pro sports teams a lot too. I mean, I'm a huge Marlins fan right now. We're beating the Brewers. We had a stellar game yesterday. Wait, I think you said all- you like pro sports teams. Suck my dick, bro. <laughs> We're a real sports team, okay? Also, I want to. Yeah, hear just professional is a strong word, but yeah, we continue. got more rings than the stupid Atlanta Braves. Sorry, Heath, but I take that shot for that. And also, the Panthers just made the playoffs, so yeah, you know, I'm doing good. I'm doing great, and I'm actually enjoying the offseason a little more than you are. So you know, hey, who's the one you know struggling right now? I'm struggling. I'll tell you what, I'm not even gonna, not even gonna joke about it, man. And you know, I go and I listen to Locked On today, and it's like. It's giving us a lot of updates, but for me, it's like if there's not college sports, it's like, Pete, I appreciate what you're doing. You're giving us the rundown in 30 seconds, but bro, oh, I need some college sports in my life. I mean, dude, I'm watching I'm watching us play a freaking junior college in baseball right now on the side. Like we're shellacking Stetson nine to four. Uh that's some good news. I mean, Tyler Martin got another RBI, so he's got like I think he had a three-run shot. I was saying, so like Stetson's actually a good RBIs. Division One baseball team. They perennially have you know churned out like top-tier prospects like Jacob Degrom. That's actually a good school to be beating. Like that's one of those teams that you know you think it's under the radar. Like you know they're not a big name when it comes to like professional. I mean, sorry, Division One athletics. But for baseball, that's actually no joke. Yeah, no, I guess so. I mean, I you know I'm kind of looking at the stat sheet. I didn't realize we'd given up ten hits, which um, isn't isn't the best. But you know if you can hold someone to four runs off ten hits, that's it's not a bad day on defense. I mean, that's solid. Yeah, guys what's more the, uh, worrying, honestly, is the two errors. And I kind of – I would love for – like you were complaining about this earlier, how ESPN makes it very difficult to actually like, dive deep in there and get the stats. I would love to know exactly what is actually going on with this game. Oh, yeah. They make it a – it's a very hard sport to follow. Like they don't cover baseball well, collegiate baseball. I mean, um, yeah, they don't. But – you know, I don't know, man. It's it's fine. So, yeah, the offseason's tough, folks. We are just very appreciative that y'all are hanging out with us. Um, we know it's just as hard for all of you. So our job here is uh, to help you get through the tough times. And I guess when your therapist starts complaining to you about her marital problems, uh, it might be time to get another therapist. So we won't do that to you. So let's talk um, – Let's talk about the the transfer rule that came down yesterday. So, Drake, will you will you fill us in? You're our resident compliance attorney. Uh, yeah. So basically, what happened yesterday? The NCAA officially um, set a date for when um, the new action is taking place. So basically, now all players for across all collegiate athletics are allowed a one time transfer rule, and this is does not. Because it used to be that how the if it was interconference like in between you know, Louisville and Florida State, like how it was Jordan Travis, they would need a waiver, and then the conference had to do it by themselves. But now, no, the NCAA is like, hey, listen, like, you know, we're going to kind of, you know, put the kibosh on that, and each player gets one time transfer. However, I was talking about this also with uh, Cam DeBro from the Wake Forest uh, interview that we had a few months back. And it's going to be kind of crazy because if the players want to be eligible for this coming fall, they would have to get into the portal by May 1st. So I think you're seeing a lot of the, uh, 
a lot of spring games are done. A lot of spring practice is done. I, I know there's a few exit interviews happening right now at the Moore Center. I wouldn't be surprised if you see a large influx of players, not only at our school, but across the country entering the portal as well. So it's going to be kind of fun to see that. And we, I think, have one spot available. And that's probably going to use for use for, use for an offensive lineman. So it's going to be it's going to be, it's going to be chaos. Your lips to God's ears, buddy. I, I hope so. I know our fan base seems like y'all have been pretty frustrated with the lack of offensive linemen picked up in the transfer portal. To that, I would say there weren't a ton available. Uh, there weren't a ton of great ones, and the, those ones weren't necessarily looking to come to Florida State. The only one I really think of is the the Notre Dame kid who specifically said he wanted to go get an NBA. Um, and I mean, Florida State's got a got an okay business program, but like that's not you know if you're getting it for free, you're you're going to Northwestern or you're going to go to somewhere else to get your MBA or Duke or something. Oh yeah, I mean that's the big thing now. If you're going to grad school, if you're doing that, you're going to go to those top tier programs. The one player I do think that everyone should keep an eye on is uh, Donovan Kaufman. He was the Vanderbilt DB that just entered the portal. We actually were heavily, heavily in his recruitment last year, but he chose Vanderbilt over us due to um, education um, issues because you know Vanderbilt's a top tier school. Like no one on here is going to tell you otherwise, honestly. But you know, as as everyone knows, Derek Mason was fired from there. New head coach. Not only that, there's a he new. He also had to take some Vanderbilt classes. Yeah, obviously those classes like that. I would never take any of those classes at all. Those, are, those sound weight above my pay grade, above my intelligence level. I, you can't pay me to do that. But- I, dude, I had some interns. Like if they're listening to this, I apologize. Y'all are great people. But they went to Vanderbilt, and I will say, like, I had some interns that went there. I had some interns that went to the Ivy League, and like, maybe it's just the Florida State in me. But you know, they're not like, I don't know. It's not like you don't have to be the smartest person in the world to take those classes. I, I don't even know if their classes are harder than Florida State's. It's like harder to get in. But once you're in, I'm not sure that it's like harder because they had – you listen to these kids that go to the the top tier, the top tier schools talk and like the resources available to you at these schools. It's like it's the difference between what our players get for training and like what a kid at Tulane gets, you know. And so Well, I think it also – the big thing is also that challenges you like in a different way. Like I know from like law school in particular, like I know Harvard and Yale don't actually grade. They don't give you grades. It's just pass-fail. Well, they don't but, want to hurt anyone's feelings. Well, it's not only that, but it's more that they just they, – they challenge, you know, them all in a different way. But the one name that I think everyone should look out for is Charles Cross. And if you remember Charles Cross from the Wood Taggart era, the, he was the offensive tackle from Mississippi that – Started as a three-star and then by the end of the day actually ended up as the last five-star per Rivals 24-7 composite. As everyone knows, you know, Mike Leach has had has been cutting bait. He's been purging the roster for for a bit and also from not only from his, you know, doing, but also from him, some of his actions. And Charles Cross is a name I've heard, you know, pop up a message board, pop up from sources. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see a name like his enter the portal. We saw already with Wanya Morris with Tennessee. Uh, he went over to Oklahoma. So I think actually that we're going to see us – FSU grab two separate players. I wouldn't be surprised if we get Donovan Kaufman as a walk-on, and I definitely do think we're going to be grabbing an offensive tackle this cycle. I th- look, I think those are two great names, especially if we get one as a walk-on. I remember being sorely disappointed when Charles Cross didn't come to Florida State, so seeing him finally in Garnet and Gold, or literally anyone that can block other humans, would be fantastic. Um, and before y'all y'all whine about, you know, oh another DB, I get it, I'm with you, but. A, if we get him as a walk-on, and B, we're running the four-two-five. Like we're always going to basically be in a nickel, and sometimes need a six DB on there. I think, or maybe it's a hybrid linebacker. But having more guys that can cover in today's version of football isn't a bad thing. So we'll keep building up that roster. And if you're trying to build up yourself, 
make sure you check out Built Bar. Like how I did that? Seriously, though, it's 18 great flavors, 18 great taste. I myself, I'm a big peanut butter brownie guy because here's what I figured out. Y'all pay me to do the research, and I did it. I clicked my fingers, I did some reading, and I found out that peanut butter brownie actually has 19 grams of protein. Most Bilt Bars have 17. This one has 19. 17's not bad, but I'll take 19 all day. So if y'all need a snack, a pre-workout, a post-workout, or just, you know, you want the taste of a candy bar, but want to get 17 to 19 grams of protein and only 5 grams of carbs, grab yourself a Bilt Bar and thank me later. Head on over to BiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. All right, I feel better after a Bilt Bar read. I, I know there's a commercial in between, but I, I feel better after a Bilt Bar read. I feel like I'm now, you know, it's almost like I just ate a Bilt Bar. I feel better. I'm, I'm like, ready do, to go. Do you feel the the after effects of eat, consuming said Bilt Bar? I do. I do. I actually, um, I do. It, it pumps me up a little bit. And this peanut butter brownie is, it's, dude, it's good. So if you haven't tried that flavor yet, grab it. Um, I'm into it. So I had a fun conversation today. Um I talked with uh, a guy I connected with on Twitter who's actually was referenced in our Michael Alford interview, um, Kyle Kashik. So when Alford said he was headed to Jacksonville because they were setting someone up there, I talked to Kyle today. I, uh, I actually upped my booster contribution. I won't say how much because my mom taught me it's rude to talk about money. But um, yeah, folks, we had a really good chat about the boosters. Uh, he's not going to come on air because, you know, Mr. Alford really is the face of that. But, you know, it was just a it was just a good a good connection and a good to like talk to someone that's in the organization about where they're headed, where they're going, um, but also about some of the shortcomings. So we told you all, we tell you all the time, we're fans first. Uh, I'm not going to cap as the kids say and act like this isn't a shameless plug for the boosters. It is. I learned today that we have about 9,500 active boosters giving to the annual fund. Virginia Tech has 25,000. Let that sink in for a second. It, I'm not saying Alabama because their number is a lot bigger. I'm not talking about Penn State. Their number is a lot bigger. I'm not even talking about the USC fighting condoms. Virginia Tech. Guys, they, they've never been better than us at anything. Like they had one or a couple good years of football with Michael Vick, who big Michael Vick fan. Um, don't condone what he did, but I was a big Vick fan. But we still beat him in the national championship that year. Like – how does Virginia Tech have two and a half times as many boosters as we do? So I asked Kyle, I said, look, is everything Michael Alford said true, right? About you don't just need the big checks from the big guys, but every little amount helps. And he's like, absolutely. He, he's reaffirmed what Michael Alford said. Heck, what I was telling y'all over Christmas break, you don't have to give an arm and a leg. You don't have to take out a second mortgage on your house, but you can be a booster for like 75 bucks a year. It matters. These big money guys, when they see that number from 95 go to 11.5, heck, maybe we get crazy. It goes to 13.5. Well, they'll write the big checks. So don't you don't have to write the big checks, but call up Kyle, call up your local booster rep, make a connection, chit chat with them. They'd love to tell you about their goals and what they're building and all the stuff they're doing. And, you know, let's uh, let's grow the boosters. So that's uh, that's my shameless plug and my rant. But Drake, you got anything to add to that? You want to talk about your experience with the boosters? I know they sent you a something pretty awesome last week. Yeah, they sent me a uh, so I became a booster. I want to say like once I uh, graduated law school, I you know up my contribution for everything, and they actually sent me 
this pretty dope uh, dad hat. And you know, if you have no, if you guys know me, I'm a big, uh, big hat guy. And it kind of, it's really nice that actually that they're engaging with alumni. The one thing that I've always harped on that's been an issue was that they don't typically reach out to alumni recently, nor do they actually have a larger outreach with alumni that are not in the city of Tallahassee. And I've experienced that over here, not only over here in Baltimore, where the Booster Club is very, it's minuscule. I think it's like five to six people. I know each of them individually by name, which honestly is not the best thing to look at, I mean, or to hear, but also in Bigger states like Miami or South Florida, Boca Raton, Cargoni Creek, Parkland, which is where I'm uh, specifically from. And it's really nice to hear that they're actually, they're making an effort to grow out of their bubble, out of their, you know, their little social club, their elusive club that was only in the city of Tallahassee, and extending their outreach to alumni that are not only just from there. And to me, that's extremely important. And to me, that's something that I've seen firsthand working for universities that how you're, you're only as strong as your alumni base, and you're only as strong as how much money they actually will be able to contribute and able to grow not only your football program, because we know that's what makes the big bucks, but also all your programs as a whole and the university as a, as a whole as well. No, absolutely. You have to – you just have to grow the boosters. And, you know, it sounds sounds simple, but money talks, you know. And there's another follow-up to that line by the poet Lil Wayne I won't say on air. And I think if we're going to really – survive this next major shift in college football and uh, folks let's not have any any doubts about it right college football is undergoing a major shift we have five power five conferences and a group of five and i think the power five is getting very tired of subsidizing um a a certain conference in the power five b a certain other conference in the power five that we uh, egotistically like to ignore that we are dragging along and they're tired of the group of five. And, you know, the, the group of five is tired of not getting in the playoffs. The AAC wants to be the power six. I, I think in the next decade, you're going to see some of the bigger G5 programs try to push out some of the smaller P5 programs. And you're going to see potentially some seismic activity. I mean, look, let's just call it what it is. Cam Lemons to bro. I love you, buddy. But if I'm a Houston guy and I'm at University of Houston with all that oil money, all those students – the success they've had on the field and on the court. I'm looking at Wake Forest going, what are they doing in the power five that we're not doing? You know, or if I'm Cincinnati, even I'm kind of looking around going Duke, like they got basketball. We've got basketball on the football field. We're equal. Couldn't we also get into a power five conference, maybe kick out like, you know, I don't know who's terrible in the, in the, in the pac 12, you know, kick one of them out. You mean half the conference? Well, right. But that's what I'm saying. Like if I'm those athletic directors, I think there's going to be some some really tough pushes for like, let's change this around. And if we're going to survive that kind of activity, we've got to solidify ourselves as a, as a blue blood. And the way you do that is with money, plain and simple. In fact, if you guys want to bet on what we're talking about right now, I bet betonline.ag has some props on it. So go to betonline.ag. They actually sent me a text today, a um, little bit of free money. And it's awesome. They love to give out free money. And if you're smart with your picks, well, I mean, free money makes money just like money you spent. So go to betonline.ag, use promo code locked on, and they'll even give you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. I, I think things will look very different in a decade. I just think with the name, image, and likeness, with the amount of money flying around now, there's there's no way it stays the same. Speaking of not staying the same, uh, I saw some Twitter buzz today that um, Chubba Purdy's been moving around. 
shoulder. He's come back from Arizona, apparently. Um, rehab may have gone well, it sounds like. And as long as he avoids glass tables, we're hearing he should be good to go for voluntary summer workouts. Or uh, keg stands, allegedly. But on a, ser- on a serious note, yeah, apparently that he Norvell is pleased with his mental approach, you know, towards rehabbing his injury, which probably the one thing that I think I've heard as a knock on him is that he's an, he's immature, which quite frankly, when you're a four star, 18, 17 year old for most of your life with a top top tier, you know, brother who's going to get drafted into the NFL, you probably think you're, you know, your doesn't stink either as well. But to me, this is kind of a good sign, but it's also kind of a sign that Purdy, like you need to get your stuff together because you have Nico Marchio waiting in the wings right now. And this is probably Jordan Travis's team next year and maybe this year as well. And like I said before, and I'll say it again, we're taking two quarterbacks in this class. And you see it right now with MJ Morris, who's he's declaring his commitment this next month. And to me that he is already behind the eight ball. He was already, you know, anointed this this Messiah, the savior for us with his golden arm. And we have only seen him play what one game this entire year. So to me right now that this summer for Chubba is extremely important. And I hope he, you know, brings up to the task because he probably has the best arm I've seen out of all the quarterbacks we have right now. But he just needs to, you know, mentally focus and he needs to get locked in and locked on. My thing with Chuba is this, you know, it's like he made, he had that one good showing against Louisville, did make one really pretty throw. But folks, it's like when you're in a great relationship, you know, and you have one cool conversation with one girl at a bar, you got to shake that off out of your head. Jordan Travis has given us his blood, sweat, and tears this year, and he's worked his butt off. So I'm not saying Chuba can't beat him over the course of a year, but I'm not going to let a, few, a handful of throws, you know, for me at least, stand over everything Jordan Travis has done. So I'm with you. I, As much as I'm the Travis stand, I do legitimately think Mackenzie Milton starts this year. I don't know if he finishes it, but I think he starts it. Um, but I, yeah, I think it's Travis's team after, and I think – Chuba has a long way to go if he ever wants to be QB1 here because Markiel's solid. Um, you got, like you said, the other two options, MJ Morris, and I forget who was the other kid that uh, came to Duffy. the spring game. Duffy. Duffy. You got some good guys that are coming in right behind you, and this isn't 1998. Like Those kids aren't trying to wait till their junior year to play football. So if they've already got to sit behind Travis one year, they're going to be looking to start in 2023. And um yeah, he's just he's got to be ready for that competition. I am curious though. I want to know what Norvell is talking about when he talks about this virtual reality mental reps thing for the injured kids. Like, I really want to see. Have you heard him talk about this stuff? No, could you please explain to that to me in further detail? Like, do you mean like kind of how he doesn't walk throughs? Like, make sure he like he quizzes them I don't, on the playbook. I don't know. It's very unclear. Like he's mentioned it several times, and he even talking about the football only facility talked about how they're going to have this like it's virtual reality like in the goggles and i think they actually like you can walk through oh, and you can see no, where you're looking no right? you actually you show me something like this on tiktok there was a kid a, a qb at rice so after practice on the field he goes home with this playbook and his coach give him like a dvd like a game or some sort of thing he plugs it into the goggles he puts them on and it shows the practice field. It shows his progression, shows the defense in front of him. And he has to make the correct read by, by moving back and forth like that. And then using the arm to show if he made the correct read or not. And that's recorded. And then they watch it later on in the thing. So that could be what you're thinking. I don't know specifically, though, if that's what Norvell's doing. I don't remember seeing that on TikTok, but I do watch a lot of TikTok. That's awesome. And that, yeah, that's what it's. That's dude. what Norvell made it sound like. Like he made it sound like you can practice without practicing. I mean, if his legs jacked up, right, sit down and you can still look left to right. Mm-hmm. Arms jacked up, 
you don't have to actually throw. I'm sure you can have a button. That's that's cool. So I mean, the thing the thing about Shelba, like we've all like you've always said, it, like he's the shiny new toy they all want to play with, obviously. And like I mean, I fell victim to it too. Like to me personally, like, he I can see him being a someone. My ceiling for him is Christian Ponder, someone that's you know is the good enough to guess you know back to relevance, not good enough to you know push it over you know over the edge. To me, that's going to be either Nika or either. MJ Morris, AJ Duffy, who can probably be like our EJ Manual type. Maybe it goes Jameis. You know, I know I know a sacrilege right now, like up on FSU fan base, but come on, like AJ Duffy to me is probably like going to be a top fifty uh, kid by the end of the day. But with Chuba, like I mean, that's all it is, man. He just needs to focus in on that. I mean, like you said before, he's going to be competing with kids that you know it's not the nineties anymore. You don't sit down and wait at all, you know, for your shot. If you if you're there, you take it, you attack it. There's no more three years of waiting and sitting around. I mean, I'm not worried about Rodemaker. I like I said before, and I think a few weeks ago on the podcast, I don't think he you know lasts here much longer. I mean, if you're the quarterback for the, if you're the quarterback with the other walk-on Geno English for the celebrity coach game, that kind of shows where you are with Norvell, especially that when that picture came out where he just gave him the death stare from hell. No, I I think if I'm Tay Rodemaker, you got to think about your future. And the reality is, we're seeing these kids come out of North Dakota State, coming out of Wyoming. If you have the measurables, you will get drafted if you have decent college stats. If you go to a, a lower tier school and really run up the score, you'll definitely get drafted if you have the measurables. He's got the measurables. So if I'm him, yeah, I'm probably going to the group of five or I don't know, probably not all the way down to FCS. But yeah, if I was Rodemaker, I'd take advantage of one more year under Norvell and Dillingham. I'd take my one free transfer and I'd go try to put up big numbers for two more years at a smaller school and then you know oh yeah if i'm him i'm good i go to ucf because you got to remember too that mike novell and dillingham yeah, actually were like under this under the tree for gus malzahn so basically if he learns if he learns that you know that playbook very very well and actually makes that move over there it's an easier transition it's easier competition and like that to me like you're right like all he needs to do is put up video game numbers because he's a tall kid he has a solid arm we've seen it it's just to me, like, it, does he have everything, you know, up right. here to play well? Well, and he'll get to play this year. Like, let's be real. McKenzie and Jordan, I hope neither of them get hurt, but there's a very realistic chance that something happens to one of them. And he's, he's in my mind, solidly QB3. We're assuming Chubba will be QB3, but again, haven't seen Chubba play. He's pretty injury prone. So right now, you're QB3 at Florida State. It's not a bad place to be in. And with that, folks... I think we're going to wrap it up for today. I hope you all enjoyed your hump day. I am off to get my second COVID vaccine. So I am hoping that we can record tonight as you're listening to this and throw up an episode Thursday. But if I'm not on it, Drake will be. And most importantly, we have a very special guest joining us tomorrow, two days only. That's right. He's doing a doing a twofer Thursday and Friday. We'll be joined by Mr. Trey Rowland, the man, the stash the legend, the guy himself, Trey Rowland, will be sitting down with Locked On Seminoles. And I, I don't even know. We talk about a little bit of everything. It's a phenomenal interview. Can't wait for y'all to hear it. So with that, I'm Max, as always, had Drake, and this was Locked On Seminoles. Take care, everybody.